So the next story I'm going to read is called Sagal and the Dentist. And this is a story taking place in the year 1980 in the city of Hargeisa. This is a story about a girl named Sagal who was chilling in her living room on a hot summer's day until she felt a sharp pain coming from her wisdom tooth. She ignored it at first, but then the pain got worse. She started taking painkillers and other medicinal products to help ease the pain. But she then realised she couldn't bear it any longer. Her family weren't home that day. It was just her and the sound of the goats. She had never been to the dentist, so she called her neighbour and asked her if there were any dentists in the area. Her neighbour told her that there was a dentist who lived just outside Hargeisa, so she would have to catch a ride and walk to his practice. Her neighbour also told her to go during the day, because once the night had come, it would be difficult and dangerous to get home. So there it was. She left her home and caught a bus until she got to the edge of Hargeisa. The bus driver was confused as to why she had taken a bus all the way to the outskirts and told her to be careful. She said, Allah will look after me. It then took Sagal another 30 minutes to get to the settlements on the outskirts of the city. And once she arrived, she asked the locals where the dentist was. Everyone looked at her like she was crazy. But then a man overheard her and said he would take her to the dentist. She followed the man for about 20 minutes. He didn't speak once and didn't even ask for her name. They then arrived at the dental practice. It looked beautiful. The doors were white and the place looked beautifully built. It even had wooden roofs and compared to the still ones the locals had. The man dropped her off and told her to enter the dentist. She entered and walked through three different doors until she arrived at the front desk where a man in a white robe and glasses greeted her. What's your name? he said and she replied with Sagal. He asked her what was wrong and she said she had a toothache for a whole day. A wisdom tooth to be exact. He looked into her eyes and told her to come with him into another room. She had then asked for his name. He smiled with his bright white teeth and said, Majiro. She was confused as that was an odd Somali name. She was in pain so she didn't ask what it meant and she wanted to get the wisdom tooth out. She followed him and she was presented with the dentist's chair and a number of different dental equipment. She was then told to lie down and was assured that the process would be fairly quick and painless. He then began the process. He told her to stay calm and then sedated her while he removed her tooth. When the operation had finished, Sagal realised her wisdom tooth had been taken out. She felt the back of her mouth with her tongue and realised the pain had gone. However, after a few minutes, the pain started to come back. But the dentist said, Don't worry, the pain will go away in two days. He gave her a few more pills to take home. One of the pills she would have to take twice a day for two days, and the other pill she would have to take three times a day for two days. He saw that it was getting late, and he knew it would be dangerous for a girl her age to be outside. The dentist said he would get her a cab home, but then demanded her to pay the fee of the dental treatment. But Sagal then realised she forgot her money. She started to panic. She told the dentist that her older brother would come back tomorrow morning to pay for the dental treatment. He then agreed and got her a cab home. She then entered the cab and she was taken all the way back to her house. When she arrived home, everyone had gone to sleep. She realised she was gone for the whole day. She went to bed and then woke up the next day. When she got up, she took her pills as usual for the next couple of days. And when she finally finished her pills, she had recovered. The pain had gone away and she was happier than ever. She told her brother and her mother about how a dentist helped fix her pain. Days went past and she had remembered that she didn't pay the dentist his fee. And she started to get worried. A week had passed now, and while Sagal was in her bed, she wanted to go over to her mother to wish her a good night's sleep. She walked over to her mother's room, and then something crazy happened. She couldn't get the words out of her mouth. She couldn't speak at all. Every time she tried to speak, not even a noise would exit her mouth. She couldn't scream or shout, and Sagal started to panic. 
Her mother saw what was happening and quickly begged her to speak, but nothing would come out. Her mother then went over to her brother, who was watching TV in the living room. Quickly, your sister can't speak, his mother screamed. He then panicked and got a piece of paper and a pen and asked his sister to write down who had done this to her. She quickly wrote on a piece of paper, The dentist, the dentist. Her brother got his mother and sister into the truck and she directed him to the dentist with the use of her fingers. They then arrived at the practice in 45 minutes. They arrived and her brother burst into the building and saw the dentist in his seat. He grabbed him and pinned him to the wall and shouted, What did you do to my sister? The dentist screamed and said, I've never seen her in my life. Saga then wrote on a paper, This isn't the man who took my wisdom tooth out. It was a man named Majiro. The dentist read the name and said no one named Majiro worked here. The scary thing was, he was telling the truth. Part 2 of Sagal and the Dentist What do you mean this isn't him? Who did the operation, Sagal? Her brother said. I'm telling you, it wasn't him. I've never seen this man in my life. Her brother then got angry. He grabbed the dentist's shirt tighter and told him if he didn't give up Majiro, he would kill him on the spot. But the dentist refused and insisted he didn't work here. Before her brother could hurt the dentist, he said, Wait, if you don't believe me, I have witnesses who took pictures of my practice at the time your sister came in. I have photos of myself and Berbera enjoying the sunshine and the sea. Look at my drawers, it will be there, the dentist said. So her brother, whose name was Hassan, quickly checked the cupboard and found the photos. He found two photos of the dentist on the beach and a receipt of his purchase in Berbera of a meal he had eaten in a restaurant. The whole family were confused and looked at the dentist. It was true, he was telling the truth. They then looked at Sagal and thought she had gone crazy. The dentist went to the front yard and called for the security guard. He then asked the security guard the following question. Did this girl enter my practice yesterday? The security guard responded and said, I was here from morning till night and the whole practice was closed, sir. There it was. It was confirmed that the operation did not take place. The dentist told Sagal's mother and brother that they should take Sagal to a psychiatrist and get her checked out. She broke down in tears, still feeling the missing wisdom tooth with her tongue. The dentist told them he knew a psychologist in Hergesa who was willing to help. He then gave the family his details. The family left and got into the truck. The ride back to their house was slow and quiet. Sagal couldn't speak and her mother was planning on calling a number of sheikhs when she got home. She didn't think about the psychiatrist. She didn't understand what it was. She thought Sagal was suffering from some sort of gym possession and that the sheikh would use Quran Sar to help her. Oyo, we'll call the sheikh. He'll fix you with the help of Allah, she told her daughter, as she lay on her lap until they arrived home. When they arrived home, her mother put her daughter to bed and told her that the sheikh would arrive in two days' time. Her mother also told Sagal that she would be going to a wedding the next day and her brother would be taking her. Sagal agreed. When Sagal fell asleep, she began to dream an odd dream. She was in a dental practice and there was a black door behind the dentist's desk. In her dream, she went through the black door and found Majiro operating on patients. She then woke up sweating and shocked. She still couldn't speak and then realised it wasn't the morning. She had slept until 4pm the next day. She couldn't hear her mother or brother in the house and realised they went to the wedding. She knew what she had to do. She had to go back to the dentist, enter the black door and take a photo of Majiro. She got up and got dressed. She masked herself in a niqab and took her brother's gun and camera. She was determined to prove Majiro's existence and prove she wasn't crazy. She then left and grabbed a cab and made sure she took enough money for the ride there and back. The cab driver looked at her as she wrote the destination on a piece of paper and gave it to the driver. She was about to go to the dental practice and prove everyone wrong. She slowly hopped out of the cab and paid the cab driver his fare. 
She slowly made her way to the front door and realised the security guard wasn't there. It was her opportunity to enter and expose Majiro. She went through the first door, then the second, and finally made it to the final door. And there it was, the front desk. Suddenly, she found a dentist there with a bullet through his head. She started to panic and couldn't believe what had happened. Who could have killed him, she thought to herself. Sagal then saw the black door slightly open behind his desk. She slowly went towards the door, shaking while holding the gun. She opened it and there was a small gap. She could see Majiro operating on a young boy in a dental chair. However, she saw something else. She saw an assistant with him operating too. This was interesting as she thought he had worked alone. As she was about to open the door fully, Majiro told the assistant about the next person they would capture. He read it out to the assistant and a name came out of Majiro's mouth which made her sick to her stomach. Majiro said Samir is next, Samir is next. Samir was Sagal's mother, which left her shocked. She quickly took her camera out and was ready to take a photo of Majiro and his assistant. She aimed the camera between the gap of the door, but as she looked through the camera, the assistant removed his mask, and she couldn't believe who the assistant was. The flash went off and caused her to lose sight of the two men, but her sight slowly came back and she finally saw who the assistant was. It was her own brother, Hassan. Part 3 of Sagal and the Dentist Sagal couldn't wait around any longer. She was shocked and ran out of the dental practice and dropped her camera as she fled. She went through the first, second and the third door and finally locked the outside door with a crowbar she found on the floor. She looked left and right, couldn't find any cars in her sight. How am I going to get home, she thought. She was still in shock that her own brother had betrayed her. Why, 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 she repeated over and over again. Sagal realised she would have to walk all the way back to her house without a use of a vehicle. She could hear the banging from the front door of the dentist as she walked through the dark road. The sound of Majiro and Hassan trying to escape could be heard throughout the town. Hours went past and she was getting ever so closer to her house. Her feet began to swell and she had taken off her naqab due to the long walk she had taken from the dental practice. Finally, she could see her house in the distance. As she got closer to her door, her brother's betrayal went through her mind. How would she tell her mother? How would she explain such betrayal? But she continued to walk and she finally arrived at the front door. She saw her mother's shoes on the floor. She cried with happiness and ran to her mother's room. She saw her mother sitting down in her bed and gave her the biggest hug ever. She squeezed her tight like she hadn't seen her in years. She grabbed a piece of paper and pen and began to write. Hoyo, it was Hassan. He betrayed us. He made me lose my voice. We need to leave, she said. Her mother cried in shock. What do you mean, Sagal? Your brother? This can't be happening. Are you sure it was your brother, Sagal? Why would I lie to you, Hoyo? It was him. I went back to the dentist and saw him and Majiro, Sagal wrote. Why did you go there, Sagal? I told you to stay at home. That night, Hassan dropped me home to the wedding. A police officer said he saw you go inside a car with a man holding a gun. Why did you have a gun? You should have stayed home, said her mother. Her mother then told Sagal that they would call the policeman over so they could report Hassan. Sagal agreed and her mother made a few phone calls and a policeman turned up at the door. The police officer came into the house wearing sunglasses and had a brown hat with large boots. He then entered the living room. How are you, Sagal? How's your voice? Is it coming back, he said. Sagal then stayed quiet. He realised that was a no. Your mother told me your brother's part of the people who did this to you, Sagal. Is this true? Is this what your brother did? said the police officer. Sagal then nodded with a yes. So what was Hassan doing when you saw him at the dentist, Sagal? 
Sagal then said he was removing a boy's teeth. She then wrote down it was Hassan, and Hassan is responsible. I believe you were there, said the officer. Okay, come in here, Hassan, said the officer. Hassan then walked in. I arrested him on his way here, said the officer. He was holding a camera, Sagal. The camera that you said that you took a photo with. So we're going to take him to the police station. He's under investigation now. She's lying, officer. I'm telling you, she's crazy. She came to my workplace, the garage I work at, and took a picture of me and my friend Zakaria. Check the photo in my back pocket, said Hassan. The officer then checked the photo and realised Hassan was telling the truth. The photo wasn't of Hassan and Majiro. It was actually Hassan in a garage with Zakaria, his colleague, and not actually what Sagal and her mother claimed. Hassan insisted that he take his sister to a mental asylum, and the officer agreed. Her mother looked at the photo and cried. She also agreed that it was the best thing to do. Hoyo, we're taking you to a mental asylum, okay? cried her mother. Sagal began to hit Hassan, but the officer grabbed her. She couldn't let out a noise from her mouth. She was hopeless. The officer grabbed her and led her to the police truck. She kicked and tried to fight them off, but no one, not even her mother, would believe her. She felt useless and weak. What could she do? The answer was nothing. She finally loaded her into the back seat. The police officer drove the car while Hassan spoke to Sagal. While Sagal was in the back seat, the police officer and Hassan started to chat amongst themselves. Sagal knew she wasn't crazy and didn't know what to do. Listen, Sagal. Don't ever think you can outsmart me, okay, said Hassan. The officer then looked back at Sagal. He opened his mouth and appeared to have no teeth, just gums. Sagal was shocked. He then removed his hat and sunglasses. She couldn't believe who it was. It was Majiro, who had been disguised as the officer the whole time. Hassan then took an unusual turn. It was the road towards the dental practice, not the mental asylum. I need new teeth, Sagal, but my son needs a bride. You'll definitely be a perfect bride for him, laughed Majiro. Part 4 of Sagal and the Dentist Do you have the payment for my sister, Majiro? I need it quickly, said Hassan. Patience, patience, Waria. The payment will come to you for providing your sister and for providing my son a bride, smiled Majiro while his sweat was dripping from his forehead. I'm really tired of wearing dentures, you know, Hassan. Can't wait to try all those new teeth we've been collecting, Hassan. Majiro then placed his dentures in his pocket. You see, my community lack teeth. It's hard for us to eat, young lady. That's why we come out disguised, some as dentists, some as police officers, and take what we want. Sagal began to cry. How did he cause her to lose her speech? What sihr spell was he casting on her? You're definitely right, Sagal. I did cast something on you. But you need to understand, this is just to help my family and my community. Sagal was left confused. Majiro had read her mind. This was something supernatural. She realised he wasn't from their environment. He was part of a community that sacrificed the afterlife for this life. She recited verses from the Quran in her head, as that was the only hope she had. Majira then began to laugh. His hair had grown longer in the past two days. His nails were the size of other Somali's toothbrushes. Why would you sell your sister to me, Hassan? You crazy, crazy man, said Majiro sarcastically. That was who Majiro was, a sarcastic, crazy individual. He dribbled as he spoke due to not having any teeth. I would sell her for two shillings if I had to. Don't take it personally, Sagal. You're just another number, said Hassan with no emotion. Greed did this to him, and she could read it off his face. They finally arrived at the dental practice. They got out of the car, making sure no one was looking, and grabbed Sagal. Majiro's nails were sharp and was scratching her arm as he dragged her into the door. They went through the first door, then the second, and then the third, until they came into the main operating room. 
The real dentist was still dead in the chair and his teeth had been removed. In we go then, said Majiro. The pair then dragged Sagal into the black door. This is our world, Sagal. As they walked in, they were in the operating room again, but the walls were darker, much more dim and gloomy. Pictures of Majiro's family were on the walls and insects were crawling all over the place. This wasn't something Sagal was familiar with. They then entered through another door which took them to Majiro's world. It was a desert and the sky was blood red. The floor was also red. It was as if they were on Mars. It was hot and they were all sweating. A mirage could be seen in the distance with a group of people dancing in it. The pair then dragged Sagal towards the village. They got closer and closer until they finally arrived. There they were. Majiro's family. One son who looked like a younger version of Majiro. His hair was short and he also had no teeth. His nails were sharp and he had a scar on his forehead. Majiro's wife and children as well as their friends and family formed a circle. Their hearts surrounded the circle and it was covered in clothes of victims of Majiro. They were dancing and celebrating, chanting the following. We timid, we timid, she's here, she's here. Let the ceremony begin then. Everyone shut up and pay attention, said Majiro. My son, take her hand now. We will do the wedding, screamed Majiro. Saga was crying the whole time. Her hands had become sweaty and Hassan watched on. Why is she crying? You bought me a stupid girl, Abo. Why, 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 shouted his son as he dribbled. His son had the mental age of a ten-year-old, even though he was nineteen. His belly stretched to his knees and his sweat rolled off his moustache. Majiro recited a few unknown verses which Sagal had never heard before. It was almost like gibberish. The ceremony was now done and Sagal was married to Majiro's son. Majiro then handed Hassan his payment and this was the form of a diamond. It was so big and shined bright in the sunshine. Here you are and thank you for your sister Hassan. As Hassan stared at the diamond, he knew he had hit the jackpot. I'm going to be the richest man in the country, said Hassan. He kept saying this over and over again. Suddenly, Majiro grabbed a gun from his pocket and he shot Sagal's brother through the forehead. Everyone in the circle was shocked. They couldn't believe what had just happened. Sagal couldn't even scream and she fainted on the floor. You thought you could take my payment, Hassan. Well, both of you have been played, he screamed. Arba, Arba, can I take her now? Please, Arba, can I take her, said his son. But Majiro didn't listen. His son grabbed Saga by the legs and dragged her. Her eyes had become blurry due to her tears. Ya Allah, please take me home, she kept repeating in her head. Even death was better for her, she thought. While Majiro's son slowly dragged Sagal to the hut, she closed her eyes tight and kept praying. Sagal, Sagal, wake up, wake up. Sagal opened her eyes and she awoke. A light was beaming down at her face. It was the real dentist in front of her. She looked to her left and could see her mother and brother. You were gone for hours, Sagal. We thought we had lost you there. You collapsed just outside my dentist and my security guard took you in here. You wouldn't wake up, so I put you in this dentist's chair while we waited for your mother and brother to come. We thought you were dead, Sagal. You kept repeating someone's name. I think it was Majiro, said her mother. Sagal realised everyone was alive and well. She finally realised it was also a dream, and she also knew Majiro didn't exist. The family took Sagal home. A familiar route she took in her dream surrounded her while she was in a car. What did you dream of, Sagal, said her brother while he drove. Sagal told him it was nothing and that all was well now. When the family got home, they prepared a beautiful meal. Sagal then felt her wisdom tooth and realised it was still there. Everything was finally back to how it was and she couldn't be happier. Her mother thought her daughter may have been scarred due to the number of hours she was out cold. 
Nearly a day Saga was dreaming, so her mother called a psychiatrist to help her. She went to the living room where she was. Your brother told me you kept repeating a name, Sagal. He said it was Majiro. Is that correct? Yes, replied Sagal. Well, Majiro is an anagram for Machiro, which means doesn't exist, Sagal. So I think you made a person up while you were dreaming, so don't worry about it. The psychiatrist then left the family's home. Sagal accepted everything was a dream, but she just wanted to check her brother's room one last time. She went to her brother's cupboard and checked the first compartment. She found a camera in one piece. That fully confirmed that she was safe and it was all a dream. She then looked in the second compartment and found a gun. That fully confirmed now that everything was a dream and that she was safe. She then checked the third one and Saga found something that would change her life forever. She couldn't believe what she was seeing. She found Majiro's diamond. The diamond he gave to Hassan as a dowry for her wedding. After that day, Sagal had lost the plot. Her mother found Sagal in a bad state and took her to a mental asylum. She never spoke again. Her mother would visit her constantly and her brother disappeared from Argeisa a few days after she was admitted to the asylum. After her mother's death, no one visited Sagal ever again. She's still in the mental asylum till this day. Some believe her story and some don't. But I want to ask you all a question. Do you believe Sagal's telling the truth? Or do you think she's crazy, just like everyone else?